Well, welcome. What we're going to be talking about to empower us this week is humility. And I think in terms of lessons that, uh, that I certainly have to learn and relearn all of the time, this is probably the one that keeps recurring. And I think that, you know, when you meet somebody who's very, very humble, um, we can tend to stereotype or um, pigeonhole those types of people and, um, and almost call them shy. Um, but what I've actually found is that over a period of time, the more humble the leader, the more empowered they tend to be within themselves. And there's a, there's a book that uh, Kent is reading at the moment um, from the tale, which is, um, is basically encouraging to you know, say less and observe more. And what we're finding as we're following these principles that, um, that Wayne Dyer has, uh, has found from the Tao and he just interprets them and every day there's one that you can focus on. And the, the amazing humility that he has as a leader. Now I've heard a little bit of his story and certainly he's on the Louise Hay Heal Your Life um, series talking about his childhood. But I think that there's a certain perspective that um, needs to be gained when we humble ourselves and understand that everybody's on a journey and that whatever journey they're on is the right journey for that person. And it's not up to us to be able to, to um, necessarily affect that person or change the journey that they're on due to how it makes us feel. And that's what I've generally found to be the biggest challenge with this lesson is that uh, if somebody's making me feel uncomfortable or challenging me on the next level, is that you know an ego force tends to take over that I either need to justify my actions or I need to change their actions by asking them challenging questions to be able to align them to my way of thinking. When really that's just the greatest form of judgment, isn't it? To assume that we need to align everybody to our thinking. And so, you know, it brings up an interesting lesson. And uh, as a business coach, when I first um, started my training, there was a lesson that uh, Brad Sugars was teaching in our induction day. And it was a quadrant um, lesson that talked about the uh, you know, the, the lessons in life of moving into high respect, um, high self-respect and high respect for others. Now this lesson when uh, at the end of, you know, an intensive training day we had to all go to one lesson that we learned that we still didn't quite get to get it re-explained. And I can tell you I stood by that lesson the entire 10 days of training, the first full 12 months apprenticeship and the following 12 months of teaching because it was the most challenging thing that I found to remain in a high self-respect state whilst remaining with high respect for others. And we would call that box the I'm okay, you're okay box, which literally means that wherever anybody else is, I first have respect for myself, meaning I'm okay with where I'm at, but then I'm also okay with wherever you're at. And so they challenged us to live life in this quadrant. And in fact, if we could live life in that quadrant for more than seven or eight minutes, we were doing incredibly well. Because when we're brought up at school, we're brought up in a place which has romance and judgment or duality is what John Martini talks about. And so it's a completely different paradigm. And the paradigm is, is that when we're at school, 
that there's right and there's wrong. And so of course all of our fear when some teacher has asked us a question we put up our hand is that we're going to have the confidence to finally say an answer and then it, you know, it's going to be wrong. And then people are going to judge us, they're going to laugh at us, they're going to look at us. And the thought of actually being wrong inhibits most people from even having a thought or even having an opinion because the feeling of being wrong overtakes the entire process. And so when we understand our manifestation process and we have a focused clarity or an intention of what it is that we're wanting to achieve, our thoughts must synchronize then with our feelings. And so if the feeling is overriding the entire process, then you can imagine that being humble is the next step of you know, achievement. Um, so when we're humbled, we actually acknowledge the fact that that person might say that our answer was wrong, but in actual fact it's just a matter of perspective. And we kind of tried to gain a little bit more um, clarity over the entire right and wrong discussion. And so, you know, for me, it's more about um, living in a world that is kind of what works and what doesn't work for me. And what works for me may work for you. And so, if I can humble myself to be able to acknowledge that your needs are as important as my needs, and that provided you don't make me feel guilty, and I don't make you feel guilty, that we can harmonise and live on the planet just fine, then now we can start to step into a direction where we can humble ourselves to acknowledge other people's value, other people's belief structures, other people's environments that work for them, other people's way of raising their children, um, other people's rite of passage for whatever it is that they're wanting to achieve. And so, you know, as you can see, it's a huge lesson all in one. And when we're talking about empowerment, what we mean by that is, are you in the driver's seat of your own life? And so, you know, too often when I reflect back, you know, in terms of the learnings that I've had um, to become an empowered individual, because I started out very, very disempowered, feeling that, in fact, the passenger seat was so much more comfortable because I could sit and observe in my comfort zone and not have to be on show. And so as soon as I was in the driver's seat of my own life, I was always getting it wrong in my own head because there was a right and a wrong. And so others' opinions mattered so much to me that in actual fact there was such incongruency internally because I surveyed way too many people that I couldn't actually discover what it was that I thought because all I could come up with were mum's thoughts or my sister's thoughts or my friend's thoughts, um, business colleagues' thoughts. So an empowerment program is really about shedding a lot of other people's opinions and starting to realise that within the humility of being quiet in a space and listening to what you actually think, if you can honour that thought all the way through with self-respect, but maintain respect with others, that you will advance to a new level of humility. And when you're at a new level of humility, then you start to attract to yourself different types of people, other people that live in a, in a more humble way, in a more um, observatory way as opposed to opinionated way. And, uh, and certainly we've just noticed in this last year that taking personal responsibility 
around our decisions and our actions and our thoughts and our feelings has meant that we're able to surrender a lot more quickly to whatever was coming up. So let's say we have this focused clarity or an intention of achieving something and then we can humble ourselves enough to sit with the um, internal process that goes on, the thoughts and the feelings and what we're saying to ourselves and the inactivity or whatever's blocking us from achieving it and we can openly discuss it with the people that love us. Okay, now it's important that I say we discuss it with somebody who loves you. If you go to somebody who's competing with you, if you go to somebody who is dependent on your result, who has a LinkedIn kind of um, added benefit, then the advice that you're going to receive is going to be run through a filter. Okay, that's, that's the best way that I could explain it, is that there's always going to be a filter there for what their desired outcome is going to be. And so for me, I've always had to go to somebody that, that I know, like and trust, and that I know wants the best outcome for me. And luckily, you know, that, that's within my relationship. Um, I have that within my family and within my mentor mentors. So, you know, that it, as long as that premise is there to say, look, do I love myself enough to listen to this feeling? Because if I follow the feeling, then that's going to lead me down a path that's going to take me towards joy and happiness as opposed to going against the feeling and not listening to yourself but listening to others um, then eventually what can happen is that you lose your self-respect now let's say if you lose your self-respect you're in the I'm not okay box but you still respect everybody else's opinions that are you're okay I'm not okay but you're okay that can be a very challenging place to be driving your life from. And um, certainly I think the majority of my life came from that box in terms of, you know, I just, I didn't have a self-image that was confident. I didn't really um, stop to ever um, check in about what I thought. All I was checking in about is what other people thought and ranking it against the most influential people in my life and doing what they thought was best. That created for me a patterning that um, a lot of bullies would appear. Now a bully is somebody who comes in and ruffles your feathers to get you to wake up to understand, hang on a minute, I'm being controlled by external forces. In fact the fear can become so great that we change who we actually be um, to fit in with a stereotype or somebody that they want us to be. And so, you know, I've spoken to people that have been bullied at home, bullied by parents, bullied at school. Um, it's a very uncomfortable, very challenging place to be and it's very impossible to remain humble because remember, first and foremost, you need to have self-respect um, to have that humility to be able to go within yourself and, and to listen to yourself. So here is where I'd say is you, um, you attract the least humble people. Here you're attracting for yourself a whole bunch of um, competitive, um, judgmental, like you could be in one minute and then out the next minute based on your actions and your decisions, um, if you're going to follow the pack or not follow the pack. What I find is that you can jump from you know, being in a space of I'm not okay but you're okay to then very quickly jump, <coughs> pardon me. Um, very quickly jump to a place of um, I'm okay but you're not okay. 
When you start getting into this loop, you start to go from judgment to romance to romance to judgment based on the quality of the pack of the people that you're hanging out with. So let's say, for example, that all of your um, friends are um, school teachers and you're working in the schoolyard and um, there's conflict there from another school teacher. But then a teacher's aide comes to your rescue to help you and you don't listen to that advice because you value or devalue that person because of their lack of formal education, as an example. So you could be bullied one minute by somebody that's a peer and then somebody come and try to um, give you sound advice but because you don't recognise that person's opinion due to the lack of respect of that person, you've suddenly shot into, well, I'm okay, but you're not okay. And I was listening to an example of this on the weekend and it became really, really apparent to me that this person uh, lacks the humility to be able to um, confront their own inner demons, okay, because they lack the empowerment but it was interesting because that person is a self-confessed bully when they were little anyway. Okay, so these things can come in cycles to teach us or to, um, you know, to be able to train us to get us a more awareness. And that's what humility is, is humility is um, being aware of what's happening around you. And so in this tower, when they talk about, you know, having um, the space and the time to be able to just um, sit in silence with yourself to understand where the incongruencies are and with self-respect to move towards that feeling of abundance or that joy and then it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing in fact why would it matter what anyone else is doing by observing other people we can literally just allow them to be and celebrate them for who they are without judgment and without romance and so humility this week, you know, the exercise that, you, that we'd like you to complete, I'd like you to complete, is to spend deliberately 15 minutes a day in silence in the beginning of the day, humbling yourself to certain um, thoughts that are coming around your head. So you might find that you are in a space at the moment where you're beating yourself up. Well, I want you to humble yourself enough to recognise is that you or is that your ego? And you need to come from a space of awareness to start to understand where it is that you need to grow at the next level within your empowerment program. Is it a book that you need? Is it a person that you need to talk to? Who would be the mentor or the example of somebody with a huge amount of humility that you could spend some time with discussing and finding out what their keys to success are, not in a show-off way or not in a way to um, expose that character trait of humility, but to learn from that character trait of humbleness. Um, what kind of charity work could you do with somebody who's less empowered than you are to empower them? And the fastest way to be able to you know, feel great about yourself is to serve others. And so who could you this week go and spend one hour with that you could serve and really humble yourself to do a task or to take on a commitment that, um, that's for the betterment of, of that other person? 
And so when we're of service to others and we um, take down any of the, um, I guess, constraints around ourselves of what we're prepared to do and not do, then we start to get the feeling of what it is to be humbled. And so when you capture the feeling, then that's when you get the lesson. And so for this week, it's very much about an activity base that we want you to do, I want you to do, <laughs> keep saying we, I don't know who we is, but what I would like you to do is to get into the driver's seat of your own life. Now, what's some examples? You know, um, Kent and I, um, when we, our company was making um, some great profits and we'd pay back all the investors and, and got ourselves into a good situation, went and spoke to a lady who was looking after all the hostels in Brisbane. And, um, and these are people that uh, live in care due to mental illness or um, uh, different circumstances that they can't actually look after themselves. And there was one person in charge of 13 at one of these hostels that we went to. And um, so we went and met her and she was, you know, hanging out washing where somebody was who had obsessive compulsive disorder was checking on how she was hanging out there washing. and in between taking one person to the dentist and then she had a doctor's appointment for someone that afternoon and cooking all the meals and remaking all the beds and oh, it was just it was the most incredible role and um, we were able to financially you know commit um, to that project and it we left really understanding that the problems that we thought that we had were surely not problems at all and it put things in perspective to understand that, you know, there are people that are of huge amounts of service within our community that go unnoticed, unrecognised, and, um, and don't even really want to be thanked publicly for their contribution because they're doing what they know is the right thing for them to be doing. But the incredible um, emotion that it brought up for us in terms of understanding that there's a greater need out there contribution and so you know sometimes we need to humble ourselves within our greatness to stretch and to stand out a little more so that we can contribute more to other causes and that's something that I'd always challenged been challenged with is you know um, if if I'd been told as a child that I was a show-off or you know to turn it down or to to not try to steal the limelight or, or whatever was stealing the uniqueness that I actually had as a contribution to the planet that could provide more for more people. And so a form of humility is actually to not worry about what other people say, to go within myself and say, well, where does the joy and happiness come from in my contribution? And then focus on that. So by giving and donating to a cause that feels fantastic, that is where the humility comes from having to stand up on stage in front of hundreds of people and entertain them or educate them or, or whatever it is, is a means to an end and it's enjoyable. The entire process should be enjoyable. In fact, if you understand that law of precession, if you think of the bumblebee, does the bumblebee feel particularly selfish when it goes around sourcing all of its nectar and just eating all day, all day, all day? Does it even understand about cross-pollination? Does it need to? Because your impact when you follow who you are meant to be based on self-respect of what your contribution can be 
and you respect others in what they're contributing to the planet at the next level will attract you a whole new level or a whole new vibration of empowerment. That's really the critical factor. The feeling can't be really uh, described, it needs to be felt, which is why it's called a feeling. And so, you know, that's why I'd encourage you to actually find some kind of a niche or something that calls to you to be able to go and contribute alongside somebody or just see what it is that they're doing and then buddy up. Does that make sense? So we weren't there to do loads of washing or to take people to the doctor or the dentist or to hang out the washing. We were there to get the feeling of what was needed and required so that we could go and do what we could best do in our flames to then provide um, or contribute back to that person's service. Okay, so in that case it was financial. So just have a, have a work out for yourself. You know, if you were being all that you could be and you didn't care one iota what anybody else thought and you humbled yourself enough to understand where your greatness is without having to tell anyone about it, what would it be? And spend some time this week understanding where that true value comes from inside of you and then understand that if each individual did that on the planet, then how much better the planet would be. Because each of us would be so concerned about contributing from our own individual perspective that we would stop trying to alter what other people are doing or challenge them or allow them to bring up feelings in us that there's not, there's not any importance to those feelings because their journey is their journey. And so I think when we understand humility at the next level, it's a very um, subtle energy, but it's an energetic that will go out to give confidence in your empowerment program to others that you're on track and that you feel that you're on track, but you don't need to tell anybody that you're on track. And so I always have felt that powerful people tended, or more wise people, tended to be the more quiet people anyway. They don't need to talk about what their achievements are and what they're doing, because internally, they're absolutely congruent around where their value is and what it is that they know that they would like to achieve within their life. And so the 15 minutes every day of reflection time should be positive reflection, positive reflection on who you can add value to, that your intention is to add more value, is to serve more um, without the need for recognition. And when you spot somebody who seems to have a low self-image, that your only goal is to lift their self-image. And so part of remaining humble is to be able to give and to serve to others who need to be given and served to. And so often when you meet that show-off or you meet that person that's who's desperately in that box of I'm not okay, but um, you're okay. What they're needing is some strength there of somebody who can really point out to them what their, what their good points are. And so they can move to the next level. And so the more that you can help others and light some other flames of your candle, it costs nothing for a candle to light another candle. And so who can you smile to this week? Who could you lift up their self-image? You know, who could you contribute to at the next level? And uh, if we all did that in our own workplaces, and then we all did that at home, 
how much more harmony would there be this week and hopefully when we continue it as empowered people. So just a short session this week because lots of activity to do but I hope you enjoy that process and spend that time daily in that quiet reflection time but also to do an activity that will humble yourself and leave with that feeling um, that you know that you're in the right place at the right time. Have a wonderful week. This presentation is designed for educational and informational purposes only. The workshop materials and presenters information contained within in no way provide legal, tax or investment advice to participants. The information presented is designed to provide participants with reference material towards creating the success they desire. Unauthorised copying, public performance, broadcasting and renting of this material in whole or in part is strictly prohibited. If you would like more information, please go to www.leisureseekers.com.au.